Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated. This is your morning market weather update for Thursday, August the 31st. It's the last day of the month and it's a blue moon day, so maybe that's the reason why we've got uh, these tropical cyclones out there. Probably not, but anyway, tropical storm Dahlia is now moving off the North Carolina coast. It is going to be history, but boy, yesterday was a wild day. We saw uh, wind speeds in north central parts of Florida running in to 60 to 85 mile per hour. We also saw speeds of 40 to 64 miles per hour. Wind gusts occurring from the interior parts of southeastern Georgia all the way up into North Carolina. And there was also a lot of heavy rain. The rain totals uh, reached up about eight and a half inches in portions of the common border area of North and South Carolina. And we also saw uh, most of the rainfall in the range of about uh, two to around six inches that was the more general amount. And what was interesting is to see that there's not a lot of very serious flooding occurring in very many areas. Of course, Charleston, South Carolina is a little different story. That was a tide issue and the storm contributed to that, but there was serious flooding occurring in the downtown district of Charleston. If you've ever been there, you know that it's a low-lying area. It floods relatively easily, but the tides were uh, at the, uh, uh, well, I guess they rated it the fifth highest tides uh, on record. So uh, flooding very serious there. But when we step back and we look at uh, the hurricane from an agricultural perspective, I think we're going to find that crop damage was kept fairly low, that most of the key cotton areas, which were probably most vulnerable to the storm, were left outside of the strongest wind speeds and outside of a lot of the excessive rains. And some of the cotton country in southwestern Georgia was uh, suffering from uh, dryness and heat and moisture stress was impacting the crop. And they picked up on a half to about two and a half inches of rain in some of the more significant cotton production areas. That was beneficial. Now, some of the cotton areas in the uh, central and eastern parts of Georgia were impacted more negatively, and there may have been some lodging that took place. Well, we'll wait and see what the assessments show up today, but I really think that between the, the speed of the movement of the storm and the fact that we didn't see those uh, horrific winds that hold together very far to the north, uh, it probably is going to end up uh, bringing us into the conclusion that it wasn't a terrible storm from an agricultural perspective. A lot of property damage though and we'll hear more about that soon. All right, today's European forecast model run brought in significant rain to northwestern India in the second week of the outlook, a big change relative to previous model runs. However, World Weather Incorporated is not going to be buying into this solution. Uh, the GFS model is not on board with it and we are not either. Uh, there is potential we could get some rain to occur in that area, but we believe that a, the negative phase of Madden-Julian oscillation will be present in India at about the time that this European model is trying to bring this disturbance to the west. And I think that the MJO event is going to bring the precipitation down and really limit it to a, a, a very minimal amount. But we'll watch closely over the next couple of days. All right, in addition to that, China's interior is going to be seeing net drying conditions for a while. That will be helpful. Most of China is saturated with moisture they've got to dry down in order to support their crop maturation and harvest progress. We do have Typhoon Seola uh, uh, that is going to be along the southern coast of uh, the country and that is going to create some hefty rains and strong wind speeds in southern Guangdong in, in particular as we move forward through the next couple of days and that is going to result in per perhaps some shipping delays. Uh, the Hong Kong ports are probably going to have to be shut down or at least the storm is going 
going to block them for a while, so shipping in and out of the region is going to be limited, and there might even be a little bit of port damage that occurs. In addition to all of that, uh, we also have another tropical cyclone, uh, HQE, uh, which is uh, expected to move across Taiwan into the southeast corner of China later this weekend, and it too will bring some heavy rain in, but it should be farther to the east relative to Seola's impact. Southern Australia still looks to be dry bias today. Uh, there will be some rain in the far southernmost areas, but it's not likely to be real substantial, and it will be absolutely dry in the interior parts of Queensland and northern New South Wales, as well as northern western Australia. Now, so there will be some rain in coastal areas of Queensland, but I can't get excited about the rain getting very far inland. Uh, there's a big need for moisture in all of these northern areas to support reproduction, which will be occurring over these next couple of weeks. Uh, outside of that, Europe is going to be drier biased in the heart of the uh, uh, the continent, but there will be rain in Spain, Portugal, and parts of France from an upper-level low-pressure center that has broken away from the main jet stream, and it'll be wandering around for a little while, so some significant rains may occur in a part of that region. In Russia, we're still looking at dry bias conditions in Russia's southern region, as well as neighboring areas of western Kazakhstan and areas northward into the Volga Basin. Uh, this ongoing dry and warm bias has probably hurt some of the yield potential for some of the summer crops there. Certainly some of the late spring wheat uh, may have been negatively impacted too, although we still don't know how significantly that may or may not have been. Uh, in the U.S., we're still going to be looking at a rather limited precipitation pattern for the Midwest, the Great Plains, and the Northern Delta, and this will be ongoing for at least another 10 days. Temperatures will be warmer than usual as well. In the middle to latter part of September, we expect the U.S. weather to turn a little bit cooler, and as the waves of cooler air move into the Midwest and the part of the Northern Plains, we'll probably see a little bit of an increase in precipitation, but I'm not convinced that the month of September is going to be wet. I think it's probably going to continue to be lighter than normal on precipitation, and our temperatures will probably still average a little bit warmer bias just simply because of the warm start to the month. Outside of that, Argentina, uh, we already mentioned the uh, potential for getting some rain there as we go forward through this weekend. Uh, southern Brazil is going to be plenty wet, and those are probably the main issues of the day today. We do not expect to see any new tropical cyclones developing that would threaten the U.S. Uh, during this next full week. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.